0: This is agri Daybreak West for Friday, April 30th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Dally. Here's today's headlines. Truckers grapple with AB5. Port battle escalates. Labor enforcement promised. USDA getting advice on climate policy. And more farmers weigh in on tax plan. Truckers to face AB5 enforcement. With its lawsuit, the California Trucking Association secured a temporary injunction early last year. A Los Angeles Superior Court judge ruled the gig worker law did not apply to owner-operator truck drivers. Yet the appeals court found that AB5 does not impact how trucking companies set prices, decide on routes, or provide services in the same way as meal and rest break laws. That, according to the SACWI Law Group, Enforcement could start within weeks. Exporters asked Buttigieg to intervene on port rejections. Nearly 300 organizations exporting ag and forest products are urging Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg to protect exports and their access to foreign markets. In a letter to the Secretary, the coalition alleges that carriers are declining to ship U.S. exports and imposing charges, reaching into the hundreds of millions of dollars. The letter reads, The burden on hardworking exporters, manufacturers, farmers, ranchers, and our rural communities is overwhelming. Decades of industry consolidation have led to fewer than a dozen foreign carriers controlling the ports. The letter is signed by several California's top trade groups and companies. Farm groups ask for more in Senate drought package. The state Senate subcommittee advanced a proposed $3 billion drought relief package yesterday. Agricultural interests praised the $300 million proposed for grants related to the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, along with $250 million for CDFA water use efficiency grants. Our growers are in really tough spot right now, and we need to make SGMA work, said Senator Henry Stern of Canoga Park, encouraging his colleagues to keep going bigger with the funding amount. Agreeing with Stern, the Ag Council called for $1 billion for groundwater projects in critically overdrafted basins and multi-benefit land requirement efforts court says EPA must revoke or modify chlorpyrifos tolerances. EPA must revoke all tolerances for chlorpyrifos or modify them to meet a federal food safety law the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled yesterday. The insecticide, which has been under fire for more than a decade because of its neurotoxic effects, especially on infants and children, has increasingly been the subject of state bans, including California, in the absence of federal action. Major manufacturer Corteva Agriscience said last year it would stop making the insecticide at the end of 2020. Former EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt in early 2017 allowed its continued use despite not making a safety finding, which the court in its decision described as a delay tactic. Because of the Trump administration's refusal to make a required safety finding on chlorpyrifos, Parents in California and across the country were left to question whether everyday fruits and vegetables were poisoning their children, said California Attorney General Rob Bonta in a response to the ruling. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Labor Secretary prioritizing worker protections. The Biden administration says it's taking seriously the pay and treatment of low wage employees throughout the country, and that includes farm workers. A Labor Department webinar yesterday featuring Labor Secretary Marty Walsh also included Domingo Aguilar, a seafood worker at a Pennsylvania supermarket who was due more than $15,000 in overtime and minimum wage violations. An investigation did fine. Keep in mind, although farm workers were not represented in the webinar, the department has recently begun a nationwide education, outreach, and enforcement initiative to ensure workplace protections for them. In response to a question about where farm worker protections rank among the department's priorities, Walsh said treatment and pay for all workers in America is a priority. And he added, We don't want to be just responding to people being underpaid and being taken advantage of. We need to send messages out to employers that they need to treat their employees fairly. USDA sifting through climate recommendations. U.S. Department of Agriculture is getting plenty of advice about what it should do to address climate change. The White House directed USDA to solicit comments on the issue, and yesterday was the last day for recommendations to be filed with the department. As of yesterday, about 1,800 comments have been posted on the web, and among those, the National Association of State Conservation Agencies says USDA should leave the carbon banking idea to the private sector, saying, quote, a carbon credit purchase exercise that is funded annually with taxpayer dollars is not a bank. It's simply another program that pays for outcomes rather than implementation, the group says. Another theme in some of the comments, USDA needs to build up its fuel staff to help farmers with the technical assistance they need. The Renewable Fuels Association says USDA should work with EPA to promote the use of biofuels in part by reworking the life cycle analysis that are used to determine the carbon footprint of biofuels. Drought moves into northern plains. A drought that has plagued much of the western U.S. the last several months now is expanding into the northern plains. According to the U.S. Drought Monitor, about 82% of the nation's spring wheat crop is in drought, including 85% of North Dakota's. Just 22% of the nation's corn crop is experiencing drought, but 38% of North Dakota's corn crop is located in an extreme drought area. Some 19% of the nation's soybeans experiencing drought. 54% of North Dakota's soybean crop is in an extreme drought. Co-ops like Buy American Emphasis. The National Council of Farmer Cooperatives is applauding President Joe Biden's efforts to tighten the federal government's Buy American Procurement Rules. He included such requirements in his infrastructure proposal and has named a Made in America director in the Office of Management and Budget to ensure domestic content rules are followed. NCFC President and CEO Chuck Connor says it's vital the administration acts on Biden's policy. We heard similar claims of support during the previous administration with minimal follow-through or impact, Connor said. Here's today's He Said It. Even at 2 a.m. in the morning, these farm workers are working in 100-degree temperatures in the field. That's Senator Ben Huso of Loven Heights on his bill to designate a California Farm Worker Day, which the Senate passed yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, April 30th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Chap Daly.